Hi everyone, I'm your host, Jaco Selka, and you are listening to Hopefully Sustainable. Each week, I'm going to talk to extraordinary people who are doing extraordinary things to make the world a more sustainable place. My goal is for this episode to leave you feeling hopeful about an idea, a person, or the world in general. Thank you for joining me in this conversation, and all together we can be hopefully sustainable. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Hopefully Sustainable. This week, I am bringing back our very first guest from the podcast, Jesse Stokes, who is a zero-waste blogger and the founder and owner of my favorite eco-conscious shop, Tiny Yellow Bungalow. Jesse, like I mentioned, was our very first guest back when I first started the podcast earlier this year, and I'm so excited to have our first repeat guest on the podcast. And today, we are actually talking about sustainable holidays and how we can incorporate sustainability into all of our holiday celebrations. I know that the holiday season is upon us, and it looks a little different this year due to the pandemic, but there's still many different ways that we can try to be mindful during this time of our waste and just of all the ways that we can be sustainable during the rest of the year. So we are breaking down sustainability into four different categories. We are going to give you advice on how you can reduce food waste, how you can be more sustainable when wrapping your gifts, how you can incorporate sustainability into your holiday decorations, and finally, how you can be a sustainable gift giver and receiver. So above all, Jesse is going to remind us that there's no such thing as being perfectly sustainable, especially during the holiday season when we are surrounded by family and friends who may not all have the exact same beliefs or sustainable mindset that we do. So as we move into the holidays, just remember that it's all about progress, not perfection, and there's no such thing as being perfect. So if you can make one sustainable change or teach your family about one way to reduce your waste, then you are on the right track. And I just wish for everyone to stay safe and healthy during the holiday season. We are going to have to sacrifice a little bit this year. And I know that the holidays are going to look a little different for everybody. But I hope that you have the best holiday. Stay safe and healthy. And I hope you enjoy this episode and learn some of the amazing suggestions and tips that Jesse has for all of us. Also, as one quick note before we dive into the episode, I will be taking the week off next week for Thanksgiving. So I will see you back on November 30th for a new episode of Hopefully Sustainable. Enjoy the episode. Jesse, thank you so much for being here today. I'm very excited because today is the first time that we have a repeat guest. So for anyone who has been listening to the podcast since the very beginning, Jesse Stokes, the owner of Tiny Yellow Bungalow, was our very first guest. So if you want to go check out the very first episode, you can learn all about her shop and all the amazing things that she does, but we are definitely going to talk about them again today. So as the holidays are approaching and we are getting into the holiday season, I wanted to do an episode on how we can be mindful during these times and 
try to have a sustainable holiday season. So we are going to talk all things holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, any holidays you celebrate, and how we can incorporate sustainability into those different holidays and our different practices and traditions. So first, Jesse, can you introduce yourself for any of the new listeners? Sure. Hey, I'm Jesse Stokes, uh, the owner and founder of the Tiny Yellow Bungalow um, Eco Shop and Blog. I'm based in Athens, Georgia, and um, my shop specializes in all things zero waste, plant-based, and eco-friendly. Great. Well, we first talked back in March, I guess, when the pandemic was really in its full stride and we were all very scared of it and quarantined, which unfortunately, many months later, it's still a very similar situation. But I wanted to ask how you've been since the pandemic and how has the pandemic affected your ability to be sustainable over the past few months? You know, the pandemic has changed a lot for everybody. And especially I've noticed in the zero waste movement, a lot of people can't you know do bulk shopping anymore. Um, and, you know, lots of restaurants don't let you bring your own containers and things like that. And, and we're doing a lot of like just getting takeout and that's a lot of trash and stuff like that. And I've just realized that you just have to focus on the things that you can do. Um, and so like a lot of, a big struggle I've had has been with food. You know, I've, we've been getting a lot of stuff in packaging and I've decided, you know what, I'm not going to stress about that. I'm just going to worry about, you know, I've made some huge changes in my bathroom, eco-friendly changes, um, you know, uh, in the kitchen, other ways like, you know, using a dish soap block. There's other things I can do that aren't specifically with food. So, you know, eating more plant-based meals, I feel like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You know, there's some things I can't do anymore, um, but there's a lot of things I still can do. And so I've been trying to just focus on the good. Yes. Would you say the pandemic has taught you new ways to be sustainable or possibly made you look at the sustainability movement in a little different light than before? Um, in a different light, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've been learning to not just focus on the small things and realizing that, you know, getting out and voting is super important and systemic change is really important. You know, all these small things that we're doing, they do add up and they're really helpful, but also we need like big government change too. And so sometimes just, you know, casting a vote is like the biggest thing you can do. And so I have been learning to just stress less about the small and try to focus a lot on helping in big changes that I can make. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes, voting is so important. And I'm trying to be hopeful about the election. And this episode might come out after the election, but I'm hoping when it does come out, that possibly we will be heading in a new direction. Yes, me too. I'm staying positive. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> well, as you mentioned, you are the owner and founder of Tiny Yellow Bungalow. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about your shop and just your online platform in general? Um, yeah, so I've got all kinds of plastic-free products in my shop. Um, so from like shampoo bars to um, dish soap blocks, safety razors, basically um, anything in your house that was no would normally be plastic. Um, I've hunted and hunted till I find alternatives that are plastic free. Um, and so that's what's in my shop. Um, so it's kind of like a one-stop eco shop. And then in, over on my blog, um, it's just really educational information all about sustainability and the zero waste movement um, and just making changes in your life that are more eco-friendly. 
Yeah, I'll definitely say I've read a lot of your blog posts about how to have a sustainable holiday. So we're definitely going to get into those topics, but I encourage everyone to go check out the blog and you can find a lot more detailed information in there. And Jesse has some really great blog posts on everything in addition to how to have a sustainable holiday as well. I wanted to ask, have you gotten any new products or any exciting new things in the shop since the last time we talked? Um, so actually, oh my gosh, I'm telling you in advance because it's not even in the shop yet, but this week I just went kind of crazy and started buying all these things that I was like, well, that would be good. That would, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting a new, um, a new plastic free toner in the shop, a new, um, vegan face cream in the shop, a new baby shampoo and body wash bar in the shop. Um, Oh, I'm getting a backyard compostable um, dog poo bags, which I'm like, oh, wow. I've been waiting forever to find those. Yes. Um, and so uh, I got one more thing. What was it? Um, I can't remember. Uh, it, I've got a lot of things, though, that I've just been, I don't know. I think it's because the holidays are coming up and I'm like, oh, getting excited about buying for other people. And then it just makes me kind of go crazy in the shop, too. <laughs> Well, you heard it here first, so there's some really exciting new products coming out that we can look forward to. I actually had people send in questions for this episode, and one question that someone submitted was, are there any high-demand products that you seem to notice people buy around the holidays from your shop? Um, it's kind of all over the place, but I do notice a lot of soap bars being purchased and I think why that is is because soap is such like a a simple a simple gift that's like you don't have to be interested in anything eco-friendly vegan sustainable like you can just like something that smells good and you know it doesn't have to be like you're trying to be eco-friendly um so I see a lot of soap bars you know that go in the shop um there's also things like um lunch bags, like cute screen printed lunch bags, cloth napkins and stuff like that that people buy. Um, But I I usually see it's more stuff that's like not specifically zero waste or eco-friendly and it's just kind of like cute stuff. Yeah, those are all really great ideas for how we can introduce people to sustainability, I feel like. And that was actually another question that someone submitted was, what is a good first gift or a gift idea for someone who is maybe new to the zero waste movement or possibly you're trying to introduce them to sustainability? So in addition to soap bars, do you have any other gift ideas of how we can introduce people into the zero waste movement? Yeah, um, definitely. I wouldn't suggest start, you know, if someone hasn't even heard about anything sustainable, I wouldn't be like, oh, let me give you a safety razor. Um, It'd probably be kind of like, you know, too far in that direction. But maybe if you started um, with like a dish scrubber or something, like um, I have these um, compostable loofah dish scrubbers um, and they're super cute. I've got all these different prints and it's just something fun you can wash your dishes with. Um, They're not expensive. So in case someone was like, oh, I don't like this, they can just compost it. Um, and so I feel like that's a good option. You know, it could be a great stocking stuffer, um, you know, a teacher gift even, um, it's just something small that kind of like puts the idea in people's head. Um, and it does, it's not a huge change, you know? That's actually one of my favorite items in your shop. I just gifted one to my best friend for her birthday and I've gifted one to my mom in the past. There's so many cute different ones that you can pick from. So that's a really great idea for 
anyone looking for a simple gift that they want to give somebody. <laughs> so I know that you are a zero waste shop. So I wanted to ask, how do you ship your products? I feel like a lot of companies who claim to be sustainable might compromise a little bit on the shipping or packaging of their products. So how do you go about incorporating zero waste into the actual shipping of your products? Um, so I always ship, um, like the packaging materials are always plastic free. So it's just paper or um, sometimes in my inventory, I get shipped with those um, compostable, water-soluble peanuts. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, my roommate just got a package with those for the first time, and we were so excited. <laughs> well, so sometimes I get, I don't ever buy those, but sometimes I get those. And so I just reuse them, and I just send them in the packages. Um, I always write on the box that you can put them in water so that nobody throws them in the trash. Um, but so the inside always is plastic free and then the boxes are usually secondhand boxes. Um, I have some really great friends in town that hunt for secondhand boxes for me. Um, and then at the holidays when I usually have more orders and I like need a lot of boxes at one time, um, I usually go to Walmart and they have tons of boxes that they're just chunking after they use it one time. Um, mm -hmm. so I go to Walmart and I get a huge stack of secondhand boxes. I use that. Um, and then to close up the boxes, I use paper tape. Um, so it's all plastic free. As we transition into the holidays, I wanted to ask, what do the holidays normally look like to you? Do you and your family have any special traditions or anything that they do? Well, I guess for Christmas, we always celebrate um, on Christmas Eve, which I don't know if that's anything like especially different or anything, but that's <laughs> really fun. Um, my family isn't isn't particularly um, interested in sustainability or anything. Um, but that doesn't mean I still can't you, you know, I still can't encourage people to be more sustainable in the holidays um, by gifting eco-friendly products or, um, you know, encouraging when we're having big family meals to for everyone to bring um, Tupperwares instead of, you know, disposable plastic baggies to take home food. Um, you know, I've even, you know, my grandma, she would want to use plastic plate, uh, not plastic, paper plates at yes. Thanksgiving and stuff. Um, and you know, you can encourage your family like, hey, let's make this holiday special and let's use real plates and real silverware. Let's gal the China. Um, <laughs> and instead of making it be like, oh, the eco-friendly girl who's like, don't use paper <laughs> plates. You can be like, this is gonna be extra fun. We're gonna get all our fancy plates. <laughs> yeah, so we just have to spin it in a different way and make it sound exciting. <laughs> That never be the negative person who's like, be sustainable. Just make it fun. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Just with the whole sustainability movement in general, is that we're never going to get people to become sustainable if we just point out everything that they're doing wrong or be super negative. So I think that's a really great way to introduce your family or to slowly slide in that added sustainability part to the holidays. Agreed. <laughs> So I wanted to get your thoughts before we dive into the different aspects of holidays. I know right now we are living in very different times and it's become a lot harder for people to maybe make the same sustainable choices that they were making beforehand. So I wanted to get your thoughts on how maybe we need to not put as much pressure on ourselves around the holidays and how maybe if we just make one or two changes that we can still be sustainable and not be too hard on ourselves about that. 
Oh, agreed. I definitely think that this year has been just hard for everybody and don't make it harder on yourself by thinking that you need to be perfect in every way. Um, I think really this year, even more than focusing on sustainability, we need to focus on supporting small businesses, small shops. I know so many small businesses that, that have closed this year um, that just haven't been able to withstand the pandemic. And I feel like even more important than being more sustainable is support your local shops, you know, get purchase gifts, purchase gift cards from these businesses and try to help them stay in business. Um, I feel like that's a huge deal right now. Yes, totally agreed. It's definitely a really important time to support our community because I think the pandemic has really highlighted the importance of connecting with the people close to us and really supporting our local communities because we might not always be able to rely on these huge companies and the globalization that we normally rely on. I think the pandemic has really highlighted that for us. So I've broken down the holiday topics into four categories. So the different categories I've come up with where we can maybe reduce our waste or incorporate sustainability are food, decorations, gifts, and wrapping. And I also, as I mentioned earlier, had people send in questions. So I'll incorporate those as we go through the different categories, but I wanted to start with food. Obviously, that is a big part of the holidays, of any holidays. We normally have big meals with, even if it's just our immediate family, I know it might look a little different this year, not having the extended family there for some people. But I think one way that we can be more mindful is to try to reduce our food waste. So I wanted to see if you have any advice on how we can reduce our food waste during these times where we're having these huge meals. Oh, I think that's huge. Um, food waste is a big part of it. I mean, even that's more important even than the packaging, I feel like making sure you use the food that you do buy. Um, and I feel like uh, there's a lot of different things you can do to prevent food waste, but definitely making sure that you plan your meals out. Um, you know, not just, you know, grabbing up a few things and then you're not using certain vegetables that you buy. Make sure that you plan it all out. Make your menu, um, plan it all out. Make sure you have the exact amount that you need for however many people you're serving. Um, and then if you do have leftovers, make sure that everybody takes it home and eats it. Um, don't let it go to waste and go in the trash. Eat it. Use the food that you make. Um, I think that's really important. Yeah, you mentioned earlier having people bring their own Tupperware. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? I really love that idea. Yeah, it's just something I've noticed, you know, in the holidays at our family, we always have tons of food, food left over in the inn. And, you know, my, my grandma was always getting out the little plastic baggies and filling <laughs> up everybody a plastic baggie. And I just thought, you know, I can bring my own Tupperwares, but we could also also tell everyone in the family to bring their own. Or, you know, I have a ton of Tupperwares or um, secondhand plastic containers that I could just bring and say, you can keep them. Um, and I think it's a good way to keep us from having that disposable plastic waste. Um, and it's a simple thing. What do you think about having people bring their own dishes or their own uh, utensils. I know when I was in college, we had a Friendsgiving with all the people that I interned with, and we actually had every single person bring their own plate and bring their own forks and knives, too. So do you think that's a possibility for different families? Yeah, oh, I think that's a great idea, um, especially, you know, sometimes 
that's one of the problems is like, oh, but we don't have enough dishes to serve everyone. We don't have 15 dishes and the same matching set of plates. Well, it doesn't have to be matching. Um, and that's a great idea. Yeah, maybe I'll tell my family to do that this year. <laughs> Everybody bring your own. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone maybe has to wash their own dishes too. So it's not super yeah. overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> great idea. <laughs> and then the last part I could think of for food was do you have any advice on maybe how we could incorporate vegetarian or vegan dishes into the family meals? I think it's hard to get around the holidays without some meat. Um, if you're not like in a family that's specifically vegetarian or vegan, um, I think it's still gonna be there. Um, maybe you can see if your family would be interested in um, purchasing from a local farm, um, you know, a sustainable farm, that's a good place to start, organic farm. Um, and then, yeah, if you're plant-based, vegan, vegetarian, um, make sure you bring plenty of food um, that's appetizing to meat eaters alike. You know, make something that looks delicious and it'll totally shock them when they realize that there's it's meat-free. <laughs> now there's so many different alternatives too. I feel like I recently just tried the Impossible Burger for the first time, which I know I'm a little late to the game there but it tastes exactly like a real burger and I would have had absolutely no idea. And my roomie is also vegan and her family still has people who are not vegan. So I was asking her how she incorporates veganism into the family meal, even though not everyone is vegan. And I really liked her idea, which is that they still have the main course of the meat for the people who are not vegan or vegetarian but then they try to make all of the sides be vegan so that then it kind of satisfies everybody and she still has enough choices to fill her up from the meal. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah. Make sure, well, and that's the same thing. Like if, if you don't think your family, like, I don't know if my, my grandma would make vegan meals, not because she doesn't want to make vegan food, but she maybe wouldn't know the recipes or something. Bring yeah. it, bring, say that you'll be the one that's bringing three side dishes or something, that there's something that you can eat and then it'll make you full. That's great advice. So now we can transition to decorations. And one question that I had was if you have any thoughts on the difference between cutting down a Christmas tree versus using a fake Christmas tree, if there's any different sustainability benefits to either of those. That's so funny because I had that question. I asked my Facebook group that last year, like, what do you guys think? I'm just totally at a loss. Like, I think, I think a fake Christmas tree, if it's secondhand and you use it for like 10 years, that's pretty sustainable. Like, that's pretty awesome. But also, I think it's really good to support small tree farms. I think that's good, too, as long as when you're done with your tree, you're sending it somewhere where they're, um, you know, chipping it up and composting it. And it's not just like going in the garbage. Um, and so I think both options can be good options. You know, we love a real Christmas tree. So I just make sure I support local and then we make sure that it gets composted or used to make wood chips, you know, when it's done. Um, but I think fake trees just as well. If you can get a secondhand one, that's amazing. Um, and then just use it forever. Just keep using it. <laughs> I know there are a lot of different recycling options. So that's a really great thing to point out is that if you do get a real tree, make sure you're looking into how you can recycle it or compost it in the end. I know stores like Home Depot have recycling programs after the holidays or 
I know the local recycling facility by my parents' house, they'll collect the trees afterward. And they actually do something really cool when you bring your Christmas tree and drop it off for them to chip up and compost. You actually get a little tree that you can plant in your yard oh, at home. I love that. Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways that you can make sure you're getting rid and disposing of your tree in a proper way. And you mentioned getting the trees secondhand, the fake trees secondhand. What are your thoughts on secondhand decorations? Um, secondhand is always best. You know, from decorations to clothes to furniture, like secondhand is always the most eco-friendly thing that you can do. Um, and so I think that can be tricky sometimes when you're looking for like holiday decorations. Um, if you can find Christmas lights secondhand, that would be cool. Um, but if you can't, um, consider like LED. They're supposed to be a lot better. Um, so get LED Christmas lights. Um, if you have some and they break, try to repair them. Um, don't just toss them when you're done with them. Um, and if they can't be repaired, see if, um, you know, there's somewhere that can recycle it in some way. Do you have any advice on what people can do as DIY decorations. One of the questions that I had submitted, the girl said that her sister um, went and gathered a bunch of leaves and made her own Thanksgiving decorations. So do you have any fun ideas for how we can make our own decorations? Yeah. Oh, you can get real creative with um, using what you can find in nature. Like um, I cut up some rosemary, you know, I have a giant rosemary bush in my yard and I cut up a bunch and I made this pretty door hanger um, out of rosemary. Um, you know, for Thanksgiving, we decorate with pumpkins out on the front porch. Um, I <laughs> Last year on Instagram, um, dried orange slice garlands was like all the rage. I don't know if it's going to be again this year, but everyone was decorating with like dried <laughs> orange slice garlands. I saw it and like everybody had a picture of that. We can um, bring it back. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, everybody was into that. So you can do a lot of really cool things like that. I would suggest Pinterest. They have some really beautiful ideas. So if you have the time, definitely see if you can find some like giant pine cones and make something beautiful. That'd be cool. Going back to the secondhand decorations, do you have advice for where people can start even looking for where they can get secondhand items? Uh, yeah, so I like to uh, shop on Facebook Marketplace, um, and I just like that because I don't have a lot of time and I can just search for something if I'm looking for something particular, like a secondhand um, Christmas tree. I can type in, you know, Christmas tree, this tall, is it pre-lit, what am I looking for? Um, and so I really like Facebook Marketplace. Um, I think people still use Craigslist. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there's also, you can just go to like your local thrift shop. Like I know uh, our local thrift shops now are full of Halloween costumes in their front windows. There's just like tons of them. Um, and they'll do that for every holiday. They'll, you know, Thanksgiving, it'll be something different. Um, and so go to your thrift shops and just see what they have. You might find something really cool. Yeah, definitely. So for the third category, I think this one has the most questions. So gifts. Obviously, this is a big part of the holidays, receiving gifts, giving gifts. So first, I wanted to start small with stocking stuffers. I was actually thinking about this, and I feel like stocking stuffers may be a really good place for us to reduce our waste because I was thinking, you know, we fill it up with a lot of really small items, so there probably is a lot more 
plastic usage. So do you have any ideas for fun stocking stuffers that can still be sustainable at the same time? Um, yeah, so we'll I have a few ideas from my shop, but like I, my mom always used to give us a toothbrush and I don't know if that's lame, but um, no, that's what I get too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. So a toothbrush, but give a bamboo toothbrush instead of a plastic one. Um, uh, so you could put that, that fits in the stocking. Um, you could do a lotion bar. Um, they come in these little tins. Um, and that's something that's like, it's not like a weird sustainable thing. It's like, <laughs> like low key, like not sustainable. It's just normal. Yes. Um, <laughs> so you could do that. Um, a soap bar could be cool. Um, I have these things in the shop called, um, wildflower seed balls. And it's just like, uh, recycled paper and it has uh, wildflower seeds in it and you plant them and they grow wildflowers um, to help the bee population and that could be really fun for a kid stocking stuffer Ooh, um, yeah because yeah, something to do um, and not like boringly toothbrush um, yeah and it will have such a cool result after you plant it yeah um, I don't know those are just a few ideas I have that are like small things yeah yeah no those are great ideas Next, I wanted to ask about your thoughts on homemade gifts. I feel like these are probably going to be really popular this year because a lot of us have been spending a lot of time in the house. So a lot of people have picked up new hobbies. So there could be a lot more homemade gifts this year. What are some ideas of different homemade gifts or um, your thoughts on giving homemade gifts? I love homemade gifts. I love receiving homemade gifts or giving homemade gifts. Um, I think it's so fun. Um, Pinterest is another awesome resource for that. Just go there and like, you'll be there all day finding stuff on there. Um, I like, um, I like giving like edible gifts, like making batch of cookies or something. Um, I've seen those really cool things. It's like a mason jar and you put all the ingredients to make something like a cake or something. Um, you decorate it really cute. Um, and all they have to do is just like add a couple of wet ingredients to make the whatever it is um that's a cool thing um you could make like a diy sugar scrub or something like that that they could use um bath bombs something like that like there's so many fun things you can make last year we made um bird feeders out of mason jars and with ribbon it was really fun um so there's so many different things you can make maybe maybe try to cater it to like what your family members or friends like like if your friend friends like i don't know birds then you make them a bird feeder um yeah try to cater to what they like I totally agree I think receiving homemade gifts is so nice because you know that the person put so much thought into what they're giving you so it's a really nice aspect of giving a gift to somebody yeah I love that we hit on this a little bit and I know this is especially relevant to you but what is the importance of buying local gifts from the different local shops. I know we talked about how important it is, especially right now, to support our local shops. And that's one of the reasons that I love buying from you, because I know I'm actually helping someone in my own community. Yeah, I think that's so important, um, supporting local shops, even if it's not specifically a sustainable item. I think that's still a better option um, is supporting a small business. Um, and I think what really is important is um, giving yourself plenty of time in advance so that you can buy gifts that are from small companies. Um, you know, sometimes if you wait till the last minute and you're just like, ah, I need something for um, Donna. What am I going to get? Okay, let me go to Amazon because it'll be here tomorrow. Um, and instead, if you could make a list of the people you need to buy gifts for. Um, and I like to like 
even throughout the year, like I've just recently, I saw this company on Instagram and they make wooden children's toys. And I was like, okay, writing that down. You know, when I need to get a kid's toy, I know where I'm going to get it from this store. Um, and so even just like making yourself a list or like an Excel spreadsheet of like small companies that you like, and then just kind of like trying to match up your people with the shop. That's such a great idea. I really, really like that idea a lot. I'm a huge fan of lists. I have had my lists going for a while. And I think it's a really great way to also remember what if people mention something throughout the year, if they have been really excited about something or looking into a new item, I'll go ahead and add it to the list. And then that would be so great if you already have different shops that you can match up with different gift ideas. I've never heard that, but that's a really, really great idea. What about, I know you are a huge fan of experiential gifts. So could you tell us what an experiential gift is and tell us why you think that is also such a great idea? Um, So that's usually like my go-to, yeah, is getting experience gifts for my family and friends. Um, And it's basically, instead of buying lots of stuff, it's just giving them an experience like going to a concert or some like art classes, some pottery classes, um, thinking of whatever they like and catering it to what they like, you know, um, a gift certificate to a really nice restaurant. Um, but it was funny because I was telling someone the other day about, oh yeah, I'm so excited. I'm going to do my experience gifts. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's still a pandemic. Like our experience gifts are going to, we're going to have to get really creative this year to do experience gifts. You know, like people aren't going to concerts anymore right now. So we can't do that. Um, and so it might have to be like an online yoga class that I find to give to someone like it, it just you're gonna have to like think outside the box this year I think instead of the normal like fancy restaurant or something I don't know <laughs> I feel like a lot of there's a lot of different options right now of online classes because a lot of businesses have had to transition to being more online due to the pandemic so maybe there's some new cool ideas out there that maybe didn't exist last year so I'm gonna have to start looking. (laughs) Well now I have two questions that were sent in from listeners. So the first question is do you have any advice on what to do when you receive a gift that's maybe a replacement for something that you already have? Maybe a new phone if you're replacing an old phone. So how do we go about maybe properly disposing of or recycling those gifts that are possibly being replaced by a new gift we get. Okay. So we'll say, say for example, you got a new phone and you still have an old phone. That's still pretty good. Um, I would see if one, you could maybe sell it. Um, one, two, you could give it away. If you have a friend that's in need of a phone and they don't need anything fancy and you're like, I've got this old one, you can have it. Um, try that. Um, sell it, give it away. Can't do either of those. And you're just like, I don't know what to do with this. See if there's somewhere you can recycle it. Um, there's lots of electronic recycling companies, um, or if you don't have a friend that wants it, you know, someone who would, might want it could be like a total stranger. Um, have you heard of the, um, buy nothing groups? I don't know if you have. No, I haven't heard of that. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Um, it's basically, so we have one in Athens called the Athens purchase nothing group. And it's basically just a bunch of people in your city and people post things like I have this old phone. I'm not using it anymore. Does anybody want it? And then the whole premise is that it's a gifting community that no one gives money for anything. Um, It's for, for actual items. It's for services. You know, if someone needs help planting a tree, they can say, can someone come over? 
um, can I borrow your truck? It's amazing. Um, and I've found that it's been really useful for getting rid of things that I'm like, it's the, I'll have the randomest stuff. Like it's like broken or it's like <laughs> I have a stained shirt and I'm like, I'm not wearing that. And people be like, Oh, I'm doing hand dyeing, natural dyeing clothing. Can I have your old t-shirt? And I'm like, okay, sure. Um, and it's amazing how you can keep things from being sent to the landfill by just keeping them in your community and sharing them. Um, and so if you don't have one, you should start one. It's a really cool thing. Yeah, that's amazing. It's like the phrase, one person's trash is another person's treasure. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's, that's so great. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look into seeing if my area has one of those. And the last question for the gifts section, I actually thought this was a very, very interesting question to bring up. So this person wanted to know, do you have any advice on how to have family members respect boundaries when you say you don't want material items as a gift? Um, yes, I do have advice on that because I think I, that is me 100%. I'm always like, I don't need presents. I'm just happy to hang out with you guys. And they're like, it's Christmas. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the best thing you can do, and it makes everyone happy because your family wants to give you presents. Like this is the time of year. They want to do that. So, so that they can give you presents and make them happy and make you happy. Tell them something that's not, you know, a material thing or tell them something that you need. Like you really need a new sweater, um, but you want it from a sustainable brand. Be like, Hey mom, I really want a Patagonia jacket. Like that's what I really want. Um, instead of just being like, I don't know, I don't know. And then you'll end up getting something that is probably not sustainable and probably not something that you want and you'll be mad about it. Um, it's better to just say from the beginning, like, Hey, I'd love some experience gifts. I'm really wanting to learn how to play guitar. You know, um, I love to read. Could you get me some, uh, credits for audio books on audible? Like just give them like a list of things that are not material things, or if they are, they're things that you really want. Um, and then that makes them happy because they want to give you gifts. And so, it makes you a lot less Scrooge-like when you just tell them things that you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really true. And then that way, like you said, everyone's happy. You're getting something that you want. And then they still feel satisfied giving you a gift in the end. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so now on to the last category of wrapping. I think this is the category I received the most questions about. People seem very curious about how to be more sustainable with the wrapping of our gifts. So the main question that I received the most for this entire episode was about wrapping paper and just wrapping gifts in general. So I think the first question is, what do we do about wrapping paper? Is it recyclable? Can we reuse it after it's already been on a gift? Do you have any thoughts or advice on that? Um, it depends. So some wrapping paper is recyclable. Um, some wrapping paper though is not like the kind that has glitter on it and stuff like that is not recyclable. Um, so I would suggest avoiding that kind if you can. Um, if you just really need wrapping paper, try to get the kind that's just paper um, and then recycle it with, when you're done with it. Um, I don't know how I'll feel about reusing it because I feel like people usually rip it up, you know, it, like doesn't. And yeah, I mean, I've seen some people who are like, you know, slowly. <laughs> it's mostly going to get ripped up. So I would just try to choose something that can be recycled if you have to. 
um, I was able to find um, like secondhand wrapping paper on that um, purchase nothing group. It was, someone was like, oh, we're not using this paper anymore. And it's been sitting in the garage for a long time. And it was like Star Wars Christmas paper. And I was like, I'll take it. Wow, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so um, get creative that way too. See if you can find someone who's like getting rid of paper from years before. And if they're going to toss it, just take it from them. What about alternatives to wrapping paper? What are different ways people can still wrap their gifts or put them maybe in bags in a way that is not using this wrapping paper that can't be recycled? Um, okay, so you can use, um, what I really like to use if I'm gonna still use wrapping or if I still wanna use paper, I like to use brown paper um, and you can get it in really big rolls, um, usually at the art store or whatever, it's just a big giant roll of brown paper. Um, and then you can decorate it, um, make sure you use paint that's fine to be recycled or whatever. Um, you can do like, you know, I'll let Vasco put his handprints on it and stuff and like design Aww. really cute things, or you can let them kids color on them and stuff. Um, so you can do brown paper, but still make it really cute. Um, tie it up and put some like rosemary on the front or something, make it really cute. Or some of those dried orange slices. That <laughs> That's everybody... exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Bring back the orange slices. <laughs> so you can do that. Um, so one thing that my aunt does is she, um, she made these like reusable drawstring um, gift bags a long time ago. Um, and she made a whole bunch of them that were all different sizes. And um, each of her kids has a different print and she just uses that every year. And then they use the same ones over and over again. And I think that is so cute. And I love that. Um, if I knew how to sew, I would do that. I would just <laughs> put on a little bags. Um, I know you can buy them. I think on Etsy, you can find some that are like that too. Um, and then another option is, have you heard of, um, I'm probably going to say it wrong, but it's um, Furoshiki or Furoshiki. No, it's I've never heard of that. No, so it's like um, using um, a scarf or like a big square piece of fabric, using a big square piece of fabric, and you tie the present up with the fabric, um, and then the fabric can be reused. For oh, other do you have a blog post on this? I think I did yeah. see that on your website. Yes. Okay. I, um, I went to a um, estate sale and I got a bunch of old scarves, just like all these different colors and just wrapped gifts in those scarves. And then you can just let people have them afterwards. Just let them keep them. Wow. That sounds like a really beautiful way of wrapping gifts too. Yeah. It's really pretty and it's something different too. So your family will be like, what are you doing? It's kind of cool. And if people want to learn more about that technique, they can check out your blog post on your website because I think you talked about how to do it and everything so people can find out more there. Yeah, I've got a blog post about it. And then I think there's also a couple of links to like YouTube videos to see how you um, tie them up so they don't fall apart. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So for the last question related to wrapping, you mentioned that you ship your items from your shop using paper tape. And if I'm being honest, before this year, I didn't even know that existed, but now that's what I'm gonna use this year. Can you talk about paper tape and why you use that when you're shipping your items? Um, so when I first opened my shop, I didn't know about paper tape either. It wasn't um, until, I think I actually got an Amazon order and saw, and I noticed their paper tape. Amazon has tape that's made with paper. And I was like, wait a minute, I bet I could find this. And then I found there's a company that sells it. And I was like, you know what? this is a great idea. It's water activated. Um, my mom actually got me for Christmas. Um, I think it was two years ago. It's like 
a paper tape water activator. It's super fancy. It's like this machine that adds the water to the tape for you. Wow. Yeah. It's like, it has a big handle thing. It's crazy looking. I'll send you a picture of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in, it's a great idea. Instead of using the, most tape is plastic tape. Like the masking tape that you think of is plastic. Yeah. Um, and so when normally when you have to recycle um, that kind of tape, you have to like take it off the box and, you know, toss the box and throw the plastic tape in the trash. But this way it can just go into the recycling. So it's easier. I think that's a really great option too, because a lot of times when you're trying to be sustainable, you have to take an extra step or overcome a little inconvenience. But this is great because it's already on the hopefully recyclable wrapping paper or the brown paper that you mentioned. So you can just throw it all right in the recycling bin. So I hope that helps people learn some new ways of how they can be sustainable during the holidays. But where can people find you and find all these different blog posts that you've written about how to have sustainable holidays? Um, you can check out my blog at tinyyellowbungalow.com. Um, and then I also share um, on Pinterest. I've got a lot. I have like a, um, a zero waste holiday board and I share a lot of stuff there, too. So if you're trying to get some ideas, maybe head over to Pinterest as well. Um, and just you can just um, search my name in there, Tiny Yellow Bungalow, and it should pop up. Great. And then tell us where you are on Instagram too. Oh yeah. So I'm um, just at tiny yellow bungalow on Instagram and that's where I hang out the most. That's where you'll see me like talking in my PJs and Insta stories, <laughs> like just being silly. <laughs> well, I definitely recommend for all of the listeners to give you a follow. I love seeing all of your different posts and I feel like I'm always learning something new from them. Oh, thank you. I really love getting to talk to you again. Yes. <laughs> well, we have the very last question, and I know you answered this in the first episode that we did, so I wanted to add a little spin onto it and ask you what you are hopeful about as we move into the new year. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what am I hopeful about for the new year? Well, I'm hopeful that, like we mentioned from the beginning, um, that um, you know, we're going to have some changes in our government so that all of these small eco changes that we're making are not for naught, that it's like, you know, helping make for bigger positive change in the world. Um, and so I'm really hopeful and positive for that. Well, on that positive note, I'm super hopeful about that too. Thank you so much, Jesse, for being here today. And I think that all of the listeners, including myself, can now have a much more sustainable holiday because of all of the wonderful advice that you gave us. So thanks for being here today and sharing all of your wisdom with us. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for listening to today's episode. If you want to learn more about today's guest or just say hello, check out the show notes and find us on Instagram at hopefully sustainable pod. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. As you finish this episode, remember that we are all on a personal journey to make the world a better place, but it's all about progress, not perfection. Until next time, stay hopeful and stay sustainable.